All in One Piece by Jill Murphy. Mr. Large was getting ready for work. Don't forget the office dinner dance tonight, dear, he said. Oh, of course I won't, said Mrs. Large. I've been thinking about it all year. Are children allowed at the dinner dance, asked Lester. No, said Mrs. Large. It'll be too late for little ones. What about the baby, asked Luke. Granny's coming to take care of everyone, said Mrs. Large, so there's no need to worry. Granny arrived at supper time. The children were already bathed and in their pajamas. Granny gave them some painting to do while she tidied up, and Mr. and Mrs. Large went upstairs to get ready. Luke sneaked into the bathroom while Mr. Large was shaving. Will I have to shave when I grow up, he asked, patting foam onto his trunk. Go away, said Mr. Large. I don't want you ruining my best trousers. The baby crept into the bedroom where Mrs. Large was putting on her makeup. Mrs. Large didn't notice until it was too late. Look, said the baby, pretty. Don't move, said Mrs. Large. Don't touch anything. Outside on the landing, things were even worse. Laura was clopping about in her mother's best shoes and beads, and Lester and Luke were seeing how many toys they could cram into her new tights. Downstairs at once, bellowed Mrs. Large. Can't I have just one night in the whole year to myself? One night when I'm not covered in jam and poster paint? One night when I can put on my new dress and walk through the front door all in one piece? The children went downstairs to Granny. Mr. Large followed soon after, very handsome in his best suit. At last, Mrs. Large appeared in the doorway. How do I look, she asked. Pretty, Mommy, guessed the children. You look smashing, said Mr. Large. Just like a movie star, dear, said Granny. Hands off, said Mrs. Large, to the paint-smeared children. Mr. and Mrs. Large got ready to leave. Goodbye, everyone, they said. Be good now. The baby began to cry. Just go, said Granny, picking her up. She'll stop as soon as you've left. Have a lovely time. We've escaped, said Mr. Large with a smile, closing the front door behind them. All in one piece, said Mrs. Large, and not a smear of paint between us. Actually, said Mr. Large gallantly, you'd look wonderful to me, even if you were covered in paint. Which was perfectly true, and just as well, really. A piece of cake. I'm fat, said Mrs. Large. No, you're not, said Lester. You're a cuddly mummy, said Laura. You're just right, said Luke. Mummy's got wobbly bits, said the baby. Exactly, said Mrs. Large. As I was saying, I'm fat. We must all go on a diet, said Mrs. Large. No more cakes, no more biscuits, no more crisps. No more sitting around all day. From now on, it's healthy living. Can we watch TV, asked Lester, as they trooped in from school? Certainly not, said Mrs. Large. We're all off for a nice, healthy jog around the park. And they were. What's for tea, Mom, asked Laura when they arrived home. Some nice, healthy watercress soup, said Mrs. Large. Finally, buy a nice, healthy cup of water. Oh, said Laura. That sounds, uh, nice. I'm just going to watch the news, dear, said Mr. Large when he came home for work. No, you're not, dear, said Mrs. Large. You're off for a nice, healthy jog around the park, followed by your tea, a delicious sardine with a grated carrot. I can't wait, said Mr. Large. It was awful. Every morning there was a healthy breakfast followed by exercise. Then there was a healthy tea followed by a healthy jog. By the time evening came, everyone felt terrible. We aren't getting any thinner, dear, said Mr. Large. Perhaps elephants are meant to be fat, said Luke. Nonsense, said Mrs. Large. We mustn't give up now. Wibbly-wobbly, wibbly-wobbly, went the baby. 
One morning, a parcel arrived. It was a cake from Granny. Everyone stared at it, hopefully. Mrs. Large put it into the cupboard on a high shelf. Just in case we have visitors, she said sternly. Everyone kept thinking about the cake. They thought about it during tea. They thought about it during the healthy jog. They thought about it in bed that night. Mrs. Large sat up. I can't stand it anymore, she said to herself. I must have a piece of that cake. Mrs. Large crept out of bed and went downstairs to the kitchen. She took a knife out of the drawer and opened the cupboard. There was only one piece of cake left. Aha, said Mr. Large, seeing the knife. Caught in the act. Mrs. Large switched on the light and saw Mr. Large and all the children hiding under the table. There is one piece left, said Laura, in a helpful way. Mrs. Large began to laugh. We're all as bad as each other, she said, eating the last piece of cake before anyone else did. I do think elephants are meant to be fat, said Luke. I think you're probably right, dear, said Mrs. Large. Wibbly-wobbly, wibbly-wobbly, went the baby. A quiet night in. I want you all in bed early tonight, said Mrs. Large. It's Daddy's birthday, and we're going to have a quiet night in. Can we be there too, asked Laura? No, said Mrs. Large. It wouldn't be a quiet night with you lot all charging about like a herd of elephants. But we are a herd of elephants, said Lester. Smarty pants, said Mrs. Large. Come on now, coat's on. It's time for school. That evening, Mrs. Large had the children bathed in their pajamas before they'd even had their tea. They were all very cross. It's only half past four, said Lester. It's not even dark yet. It soon will be, said Mrs. Large grimly. After tea, the children set about making place cards and decorations for the dinner table. Then they all tidied up. Then Mrs. Large tidied up again. Mr. Large arrived home looking very tired. We're all going to bed, said Lester. So you can be quiet, said Laura. Without us, said Luke. Shh, said the baby. Happy birthday, said Mrs. Large. Come and see the table. Mr. Large sank heavily into the sofa. It's lovely, dear, he said. But do you think we could have our dinner on trays in front of the TV? I'm feeling a bit tired. Of course, said Mrs. Large. It's your birthday. You can have whatever you want. We'll help, said Luke. The children ran to the kitchen and brought two trays. I'll set them, said Mrs. Large. We don't want everything ending up on the floor. Can we have a story before we go to bed, asked Luke. Please, said Lister. Go on, Dad, said Laura. Just one. Story, said the baby. Oh, all right, said Mr. Large. Just one, then. Lester chose a book, and they all cuddled up on the sofa. Mr. Large opened the book and began to read. One day, Binky Bus drove out of the big garage. Hello, he called to his friend, Mickey Milfloat. I don't like that one, said Laura. It's a boy's story. Look, said Mr. Large, if you're going to argue about it, you can all go straight to bed without any story. So they sat and listened while Mr. Large read to them. After a while, he stopped. Go on, Daddy, said Luke. What happened after, happened after he bumped into Danny Duskart? Did they have a fight, asked Lester. Look, said Laura, Daddy's asleep. Shh, said the baby. Mrs. Large laughed. Poor Daddy, she said. Never mind, we'll let him snooze a bit longer while I take you all up to bed. We've just finished the story, Mum, asked Lester. We don't know what happens in the end, said Luke. Please, said Laura. Story, said baby. Move up then, said Mrs. Large. She picked up the book and began to read. Watch where you're going, you silly dust cart, said Binky. Just then, Pip, the police car, came driving by. After a while, Mrs. Large stopped reading. What's that strange noise, asked Lester. It's Mummy snoring, said Luke. Daddy's snoring, too. 
They must be very tired, said Lara kindly. Shh, said the baby. The children crept from the sofa and fetched a blanket. They covered Mr. and Mrs. Large and tucked them in. We'd better put ourselves to bed, said Lester. Come on. Shall we take the food up with us, asked Luce. It is on trays. It's a pity to waste it, said Laura. I'm sure they wouldn't mind. Anyway, they wanted a quiet night in. Shh, said the baby.